Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Davis Adams, coming to you not live from the Parts Unknown studio in downtown Parts Unknown. Over the last eight months, we've been watching every single WrestleMania and then talking about them in our studio. These discussions have then been trimmed down into a listenable chunk and distributed as podcasts, very much like the one you're hearing now. We've done it. It's over. The last speck of dust has found its resting place. So what next? Don't know, mate. Give us a minute, eh? For now, though, we're signing off with a once-ever parts-unknown best-of show. We've got various categories to discuss. Carl notched up a top-notch spread... <laughs> We've got various categories to discuss. Carl knocked up a top-notch spreadsheet, which we... Spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> A really good spreadsheet. We've got various categories to discuss. Carl did a spreadsheet, which we've all filled in, and now we get to share the contents of that with you. Before that, the formalities. Here's the panel that have all received an honorary Masters in WrestleMania achieved over the past not quite a year. First, I've already said his name, but I've no problem in saying it again. In full this time, writer, broadcaster, beefcake hater, the rated R superstar, Carl Anker. Excelsior. Next, she's been a beacon of sense in a world of gibberish, author, doctor, moral arbiter, the great one, Dr. Carrie Dunn. <laughs> Hello. Alongside Carrie, from Sky Sports News, if you've got a metaphor, he'll make it dirty. Hillbilly Anton Tolui. Hello there. And finally, we quite literally couldn't have done this show without him. He signs our checks, books our angles and twiddles the knobs. And seeing as he's enjoyed and endured these shows with us, we're bringing him out of retirement for one final, yeah right, run. 50% Terry Funk, 50% Vince McMahon, 100% Mr. WrestleMania. It's only producer Ben Green. Top notch presenting, Matthew. Lots of different categories. We'll start with the greatest man of all time, or goat man, as you've shortened it to. Um, as soon as you made the spreadsheet, Carl, who did you go for? I'm going to change my mind. <gasps> it's Triple H. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? The sanctity of the spreadsheet, and you've <laughs> thrown it out. Triple H from WrestleMania the, 13. The greatest of all time. From WrestleMania 13 to WrestleMania 34. He's there. Rarely has a dud match, makes the wrestlers you care about matter, cuts great promos, understands what WrestleMania is, which is a bizarre pocket universe of wrestling that we, is out of this world and nonsense. But then we've criticised him for hogging the main event stage for too long, for his matches being too long, for him being booked in the main fuse when others could have had a chance. I know. Mike Abber is so... I know. I know. Flasted. And yet, and yet, in the WrestleMania where he was injured, I missed him. Carrie, looking at the spreadsheet, you picked the right answer. Which was it? Kurt Angle. Um, yeah, I think. Going back... Over the past WrestleManias, seeing Kurt's exceptional body of work, seeing uh, his progression and development, and the fact that he just gets pro wrestling and is just brilliant. And I don't understand how he's... I was going to say overlooked. Obviously, he's not overlooked, but he's not been out there in the pantheons of great wrestlemania performance and he should be so as i've said on the spreadsheet which is should have been binding should have been binding (laughs) um i'm going to call him mr wrestlemania from now on in your face sean michaels uh anton you went for the same person but you've put only just over hbk yeah i think it was really tough and i went back and watched a few matches because of this and you forget that there's the ladder match at 10 with razor ramon as well and you've obviously got the flair and the taker and HBK was in so many good good matches, but Angled made a what seemed like a match you didn't care about spectacular. And I think that's the difference for me. I can get hyped behind a big match. Put a ladder in a room. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna not in life just in a, in a ring. Sorry, <laughs> and I'll and I'll watch it and I'll be excited. But Angle just made everything better. 
I went for Angle as well, um, and because he had brilliant matches, that one against Sean, I'm sure we're going to talk about that later, but also because of his total package, comedic chops, um, 17 when he comes to the ring, lose the freaking cowboy hats, people, you're not seven years old, when he asks for some security to protect him from women, children and dogs, dogs really like me, um, just amazing. PB, you uh, went for Shawn Michaels. He's an utter shitbag, but I really do believe that he is the best in-ring performer. Uh, his his body of work is phenomenal. The, you know, from from the ladder match with Razor Ramon to the double header he does with Undertaker, which is like fifteen years after what you spoke about, which speaks to his longevity, I suppose. Exactly, and in terms of narrative, his whole story arc with with Bret Hart and everything that goes on behind the scenes. That match with Stone Cold at fourteen, where he can he's got a severely broken back or, you know, broken smile, whatever. He's in a lot of trouble, but he's so good at everything he does. And I don't like him. You know, I never liked the chaps. I never liked the theme song. I never liked the whole sexy boy thing. But I do like a bit of in-ring product much more than I like a storyline. Okay, there's credence to your opinion uh, and I respect it. I can't say the same about who you've chosen for Goat Woman. Uh, It says on my spreadsheet, and this must be an error, Lita is the greatest woman of all time in WrestleMania history, according to you. I just had a real thing for Lita as a teenager. Okay, so it's it's flippant rather than uh, legitimate. Yes. That sums up your attitude to women's wrestling, some would say. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Emotional slash hormonal. Anton, you went for a very recent addition and somebody who I considered, actually, um, but but then thought maybe she hadn't been around long enough. Make, Make your case for Charlotte Flair. Yeah, I thought this might be a bit unpopular, but... There's no no one has ever been in better matches at WrestleMania than Charlotte Flair. Like the, she has been and and made every match she's been in better because of her presence. And so, you know, I'm not she wouldn't have been where she was if it wasn't for the wonderful sort of women that fought really hard to to even just get women on the bill. But Flair in the ring is phenomenal. Her matches have been great. The match against Oscar at the last WrestleMania is is better watching it second or third time around. It's yeah, I just I just think she's she is the pinnacle of what sort of women at WrestleMania and that's should be something should be celebrated. Um Carl Carrie and I all went for Sensational Sherry. Carl, why did you choose her? She makes everything she's involved in better. She is visually arresting in a way that I cannot quite describe and in a way that you the only person that ever comes close to being visually arresting in the similar way is China when she was doing the bodyguard role. She's got just a great way of getting from point A to point B in matches that you care about. And she is involved in some of the better wrestling storylines of the era she's involved in. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Charlotte Flair will probably be the GOAT woman by the time she finishes her career. But for now, it's Sherry's crown. Um, Carrie, must have been difficult for you to choose between Sherry and China, I guess. Yeah, I thought about this quite a lot. Probably more than I should have done. Um I went for Sherry because um, much of the same things that uh, Carl was just saying, the fact that um, her charisma just draws the eye and draws the attention. And even when she's not the focus of a story, she's always adding something to it. Um, In terms of kind of importance, maybe China's kind of up there, but I think in terms of, I don't know, longevity and also... um, also her versatility i suppose because she does all sorts of things in different storylines which china doesn't necessarily do yeah went with sherry 
Okay, next up, biggest disappointment. I'll go first here. Um, really easy decision for me, this Rowdy Roddy Piper. I thought he was uh, a, a legend, uh, somebody to be looked up to. Turns out he's just a silly old racist and homophobe. Um, Producer Ben, you've gone down the slightly more obvious WrestleMania 9 themed route. Oh, yeah, Giant Gonzalez. What a disappointment. Brought in as an as an uber heel, an absolute monster, could barely walk. It was such a bad match against Undertaker. And he nearly beat the, he nearly ruined the streak before it began. You know, a DQ finish. Yeah. Giant Gonzalez and we're gonna get onto worse ring attire later on. I mean, I should have included him in that one as well. Poor old Giant Gonzalez. Once again, Carrie and Carl. Uh, thinking along the same lines here, Carrie, um, Carl has, has spoiled the sanctity of the spreadsheet to some extent, but, but <laughs> you, you've really gone after my heart in the way that you've chosen John Cena, but um, suffixed it with always shite, which I always think is Always right. shite, yes. I mean, again, I get with Cena that he does all, all his lovely good work for charity and, you know, he's Vince's company man, but God above, his WrestleMania stuff... That is not an impressive body of work, is it? He's, yeah, just no. no rude awakening for you, Carl, wasn't it? It truly was. It, my, my, as I will mention a lot about the things I like about wrestling, are the people that make the things you care about matter more. And John Cena diminishes everything. He he constantly undermines it with his hokey, ironic, this is kind of stupid. He's meant to be a heroic hero for everyone and acts like a dick constantly. He's in-ring style. He doesn't particularly have a great WrestleMania match until WrestleMania 31 against Rusev. Uh, Why am I supposed to care about John Cena? Which is sad because I I only started really watching wrestling properly from 31 onwards when I, you know, when he went on that US title open challenge thing and and finally got the good opponents he was supposed to. But yeah, going backwards, he just gets worse and worse and worse and more dickish and more snarky uh, and yeah I'm not going to watch the Bumblebee movie when it comes out (laughs) Um, Anton you gave a dishonourable mention uh, to my man Piper but you plumped for somebody who's seen a buried at a Wrestlemania yeah Bray Wyatt I think he's never really come back from that and I remember the first few shows we did it was all what do you do with Bray Wyatt what a waste of talent Bray Wyatt is and it was that great opportunity that WWE had to have this kind of ethereal kind of character again and they ruined it with bad booking they ruined it with just not knowing how to develop him and he hasn't probably sort of shown what he can do himself so yeah I'd I'd say personally when he came along there was an emotional connection because he was something completely different and spoken in a different way and looks sort of you know like I said like a angry hipster butcher but and then nothing and then he ended up in drag you know, in 2017. So he's he's three and zero at WrestleMania, isn't he? Or oh, more. Oh, and three. Oh, and three. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. He's 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 got the anti streak. It's, it's an impressive one. So what? You lose to Cena, then you lose to Undertaker, and you're like, oh, okay, this will be oh, and yeah, it's done. And he, he, he went uh, as I said earlier. He went from possibly the next Undertaker to being the next Papa Shango, and mm. no one wants to be Papa Shango. Not even Papa Shango. <laughs> Um, biggest surprise, I like this category because we've all interpreted it in, in a, interpreted it in a slightly different way. Ben, uh, I, th- there's no font for sarcasm nor emojis, but you've gone for how the McMahons have been the story for 25 years. Um, is that really a surprise, given that, that they're the constant that can be relied upon, so I think they the, always back themselves? I think the nuance here is to the extent that they have dominated the storyline narrative in so many WrestleManias. We saw... 
you know, watching things backwards, we saw identical finishes in the main event where Vince comes out, shouts a lot, gets a chair, hits someone, someone turns heel. That ridiculous four-way with a McMahon in every corner. <laughs> Vince versus Donald Trump. Yes, it's it's really about the extent that they're that they're there, and they're going to be there forever and ever. And it's a bit it's a bit sad they take away the limelight from the, the actual performers. Um, Carrie, you went for a couple of um, wrestlers who maybe exceeded your expectations, is my interpretation of your answer. Yeah, absolutely. So I went with um, Sable on the women's side, who I always kind of thought as a kind of very pretty face and not much else. But she can go and she works really hard. And yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by her. And Batista for the men. I love Batista. We love that little run of Batista matches, love didn't Batista. we? Batista. Yeah, he's one of my new, new favourites. I've got a new wrestling figure, and it is Batista. He's on my shelf next to the shield. <laughs> Speaking of um, people who, who we've fallen in love with, Anton, that's very much the case for you and Rick Rude, isn't Rick, it? Rick Rude. Wow, what a man. What And just this sort of arresting and visually stunning sculpted tights with the you know intercontinental belt or his opponent or whoever else sort of sprayed onto them and and yeah he was actually really good in the ring as well which i think gets like kind of forgotten or lost is one of those sorts of people you don't really talk about or if you do it may be in in wwf terms it may well be as the uh the insurance policy in the uh in the first degeneration x so man the guy the guy was a good looking cool current kind of wrestler at a time when it really needed something fresh uh and yeah those the guy had a kind of perm and yet was was still an attractive man and that is difficult to pull off <laughs> I, I think one of the best wrestling mustaches we've ever seen as well yeah yep yeah true fair um carl the biggest surprise of the spreadsheet was your answer to the question biggest surprise tell us about it i wrote down jazz um purely well i watched the the match at WrestleMania 19 with Jazz and Victoria and was shocked at how good it was. And I shouldn't have been, but the story that WWE likes to tell about women's wrestling was we had the Attitude Era, then we disrespected women's wrestling and it stopped existing and then the women's revolution happened. And you're like, no, there were a number of good, talented women's wrestlers in there before it, before the diva era began that did fantastic card work and and could hit fantastic moves that you just completely erased so it was a surprise seeing that in in, in 2003 especially Vic, jazz and victoria who has an amazing moonsault that no one talks about because it doesn't fit the narrative wwe is currently telling about how they're a progressive forward-thinking company um, i went for the very very obvious answer as is my want uh, of brock conquering the streak just because that was genuinely a massive surprise and because i still smile at the thought of paul Heyman sliding into the ring going oh my god what did you do um one of my favorite wrestlemania maniac moments ever that <laughs> um I can't believe this isn't a clean sweep. Most overrated performer or body of work. Obviously, I went for John Cena. Uh, no one else did. They're a hat trick of undertakers, Carrie, Anton and Carl. Um, somebody tell me how those two matches against Sean are overrated. Because he's there for so long and it's this it's this streak that we all talk about that's complete rubbish. He wins one by with, and it's just... It was good. Sid Vicious. All I need to say is Sid Vicious. Done. Right. Drops Mike. Walks off. Like, <laughs> he's the matches are all the same, and it's so you've you said Cena, but then I don't think Cena is seen. Like people will look back at his matches against The Rock, for example, 
and they were just sort of just two popular guys going at it. No one ever says what an amazing match. No one ever looks at Cena's body work and go, oh wow, what how wonderful. But with the Undertaker, it's this huge legacy. It's this it's this thing that everyone still talks about today. The streak. Everyone still brings up his record even after the two defeats. And watching them, and we were saying we were bored by seeing the Undertaker matches. You know, halfway through the the program. Never mind sort of towards the end. So. That's why I think because we put The Undertaker on such a pedestal, for me, that was why it was a big disappointment. Um, Shawn Michaels X2, Edge, Batista, CM Punk. Surely that's enough to make a good streak. Nope. Not when your streak is over 20 matches. When, when, well, your, hit rate is, your hit rate is not high enough. I'm stunned, Carrie. It's not. You, you, no, you're with these guys. Yeah, the boys are absolutely right. I mean, the category we've said is most overrated performer or body of work. And I think we're saying the body of work, certainly. We've got this streak that we're being told is impressive and amazing and you know, you've picked Brock breaking the streak as uh, as um, as the, as your biggest surprise so it's supposed to be a huge major thing and this body of work is not that great it's a, it's a handful of very good matches and a lot of very very formulaic boring by the numbers matches it's a hot wrestling potato ben where where do you stand on it you can't stand on a potato <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean are you jacket are you chip are you crisp do you think The Undertaker at WrestleMania is an over overrated thing? I think it's getting sadder and sadder watching Undertaker come into WrestleMania, and it was quite underwhelming to start with. Picks up a little bit in the middle, but he's 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 thrown with a load of shit wrestlers as well that he has to get the best out of, and uh, it's telling when you know when he goes up against Sean and when he goes up against Punk, they get an excellent match out of him. You didn't go for Undertaker, though. You you went for Hogan and Warrior. Yeah, mostly Hogan. But growing up, I was uh, a Warrior kid. And oh why why is that so surprising? Because you're nothing. You're quite calm and reserved, and and and, <laughs> and well adjusted. I wouldn't expect you to be like Warrior. <laughs> and you've not got a lot of sort of racial and 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 you know sexuality. Well, they kept that they kept that away you. from my nine and ten year old self. True, but. Yeah, Warrior, sort of watching Warrior is sort of watching my childhood disintegrate, realising how crap he is in in ring. And yeah, I never really liked Hogan growing up, but seeing all of his matches again and knowing what a terrible human being in real life he is and also in the ring and how he lives for kayfabe, but just how he won't do the favours for everyone, how he, he has to be in the last shot, no matter if he wins or loses, when he... Um, when when warrior beats him he has to hand him the title everything he stands for um he's he's a terrible hero he's a terrible baby face because he cheats and he and he whines and he's he's dreadful and he's he's also terrible in the ring your mates with triple h right oh yeah yeah okay my mate paul yeah yeah, this this portion of the uh, review show sponsored by and um, we'll whip through a couple of categories here as we as we move on most sports entertainment match so just just tell me the match we don't need to hear much about it carrie what did you go for i went for main event at the first wrestlemania right? that is a great shout as we spoke about last week um ben you went right the other end of the scale yeah i went for recency biases uh ronda rousey's <laughs> debut alongside kurt uh versus triple h and mrs triple h steph um expectations with this match were so low but uh, it was really probably the standout match of uh, WrestleMania 34. And it had your mate Paul Shout in Spinebuster. Anton, your your selection amused me. 
I, I think about this match about once, maybe twice a week. It's the Hardcore Championship match from WrestleMania 17 between Kane, Big Show and Raven. Because it's absolute madness and wonderful and someone gets run over and someone gets put through a window and it's just so much fun. Uh, Carl, I don't really understand you, so you'll have to explain it. Uh, yeah, that's wrong. It's, um, <laughs> it says LODV Legion of Doom. It's, it's Legion of Doom versus Nation of Domination because it's the match that has everything, including the kitchen sink. Nice. Yes, I remember that. I went for the Battle of the Billionaires. Uh, yeah, oh, yes. Because that is very sports entertainment Most impactful commentary moment, good or bad? Um, I went with JR at 17 at the end, Stone Cold shaking hands with Satan himself, because I feel like Jim probably believed that that was what was happening. Um, have we all gone JR? Pretty much, I think, here, yeah, yeah. Apart from apart from Anton, yours was. I've gone uh, Seth Rollins with the heist of the century from WrestleMania 31 because when you think about that match, it is known as the heist of the century. It is, that's what it was. And I'm laughing at your honourable mention. Oh, for... honourable mention for there goes the Snapple at WrestleMania 17 <laughs> during the... Uh, I mean, it was Diet Peach, wasn't it, Matt? Mm-hmm. Uh, during the uh, WrestleMania hardcore match at 17. Um, Carrie? Um, WrestleMania 22, um, JR telling Lawler that Mickey James is too old for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, you got a good one here. Yeah, it's just uh, JR the whole match uh, going through uh, Brett, Brett versus Austin. One of my favourite favourite matches of all time. But also Vince's apology for we don't like to see blood in the in the <laughs> WWF at all, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think Carl's actually won though. The Austin era has begun, which, in terms of how we've entered a new paradigm. JR was great, wasn't he? JR is great. Best bumper in the business is the next category. Uh, three of us, that being me, Ben and Anton, went for HBK. I think we've kind of spoken about him and why that would be the case. Carl and Carrie, I mean, it's like there's one wrestling mind working here, um, have both gone for Mr. Perfect. Now, I said, and maybe this is similar to our Undertaker discussion, I think that the Mr. Perfect thing, certainly WrestleMania-wise, has been a myth because I haven't seen him have a, well, maybe one good match against Owen. Why'd you pick him then, Carrie? You're not asking that. You're asking who's the best bumper. Yeah, okay, but I didn't see... Bumps and bumps and bumps. Does he not just do it ridiculously to the point where it becomes unbelievable? I don't think so. I think what he does is he's working very hard to make the matches that he gets put in look better than they are otherwise going to be. So he has to put that work in and bump that hard to try and make it look like it's an actual viable match. Is it is it his selflessness that, that draws you to him, Carl, in that respect? He's always trying to get his opponent over. Yes, so there's a difference between bumping and selling. So bumping is just you know throwing yourself about the ring. So... Uh, right now in WWE, Dolph Ziggler is probably the best bumper. The best seller is Sami Zayn because he's got like jelly legs, and you genuinely think he's concussed. And uh, it is perfect because perfect is bumping his way to get the best out of his opponent. And one thing I love about wrestling, when, when no one goes like this, because because the best wrestlers of all time are Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, and whatnot, and they are all the best bumpers. Wrestling is a profession where you cannot be good at it unless you are willing to make your opponent look good. The next category is the WTF moment of the 90s as regards race. Um, yeah, it's a clean sweep. I think we know who it's going to be. Um, damn, I was just... Carrie, Roddy Piper, I mean, he was supposed to be a hero. He's He was. I know. He did some really bad things. He did do some really bad things. And I don't know, again, we've talked about this over the previous weeks. And yes, it was a certain era and the context, but... Even so, a lot of it is, I would say, 
is too far even for the cultural context in which it was in. I mean, I, I've put the blacking up moment as 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 the most horrendous, but there are several moments you could choose, and all of them would be justified. Yeah, and as you mentioned, Carl, the other week, the, it's almost subtle by his standards, digs at Mister T, even. Oh yeah, um, I would like to mention the only reason Triple H versus Booker T isn't here is because that happened in two thousand three, because that is also highly egregious. Our friends at Beer52 are such marks for you out there in the parts unknown universe that they want to give you some free beer, and not just any beer, craft beer, and not just any craft beer, a case of craft beer for free. Beer52 is the largest craft beer club on the planet. They search out exclusive small batch craft beers from the world's greatest breweries and bring them back for their members. Take, for example, their Great British Road Trip selection, featuring amazing brews like Fierce's Moose 4.5% Chocolate Milk Stout. Ooh, yeah. Still can't do the accent, sorry. The Easy Peeler Citrus Session IPA from London's 4Pure. Believe that. And Black Isle's Golden Eye 7% West Coast Style IPA. Give me a hell yeah. If that sounds like your type of gimmick, sign up now at beer52.com slash partsunknown and you'll get eight spectacular craft beers, some delicious bar snacks and Beer52's award-winning magazine, Ferments. All you have to do is pay $2.95 for delivery. And if you decide that after this free taster that the club isn't for you, there's no catch, no heel turn, no stips, you can leave Beer52 at any time. Just head to beer52.com slash partsunknown and enter the offer code partsunknown to claim your free case today. Oh, yeah! Um, Next up, the WTF moment as regards gender in the 90s. I went for Jerry Lawler's just brutal sexism and objectification of women. Take your pick. Any WrestleMania is involved in doesn't have to be the 90s. Ben, um, you went for... Pimpin' ain't easy. Yeah, but neither is uh, rapping about it in public. (laughs) Uh, or certainly not easy to be enthused by if uh, a man iced tea is anything to go by. No, that whole entrance. I forget which mania it was. 2000? Possibly. Yeah, I remember our, our WhatsApp group. We, we all watched it at various stages with the same message. And it was, yeah, it was, it's, it was incomprehensible. <laughs> it was so bad and so wrong. Um, I'm pleased wrestling has changed an awful lot and the WWE <laughs> as well. Um, Carrie, I mean, lots to go out here, but oh, yeah, you picked plenty. a good one. Yeah, I've gone for the uh, Playboy Bunny Mania at WrestleMania 24 with an honourable mention to the pillow fight two years previously. And I think I'm flagging these up again just because, again, it, it's context. And Carl was mentioning there were plenty of great women wrestlers trying to get noticed at, at this point and these are the matches that get given the time at the big showcase event and yeah it's just terrible Carl yours was along similar lines I know I'm going to you know contradict myself I know it's 22 and not in the 90s but it's the Miller Lite it's the Miller Lite match you're just watching that going oh how much money did Miller Lite give you because it wasn't worth it it also has that like, as I said before watching that in my late 20s now, knowing that when I was 14, 15, I didn't have access to the internet or smart mags, that would have been my porn. And that's Vince going, here you are, kid. Have fun. Figure out puby. I'm like, oh, God. Um, 
I've had unknown effects on the world of entertainment for years, haven't I? Yeah, still did it, didn't you? Still did it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anton, you, you went for, for something sort of along those lines, actually. Yeah, it's very much. It was Stacey Keebler admitting in the WrestleMania 18 Access video that there was a bust of her legs and ass on display and that fans were having fun around it. So basically, you, know, you can see them sort of photos and slapping it and that kind of thing. So basically, she's admitting they're fingering, humping and jizzing in their wife fronts while they actually touch something that replicates her exact specifications of her body parts. That is the perfect time for us to take a break. The Parton Unknown WrestleMania Awards will continue next. Welcome back to the Parts Unknown WrestleMania Award Show. We've watched all 34 episodes, instalments, editions of the granddaddy of them all. And now we're talking about the best and worst bits. Our next category, very much in the latter, most ill-conceived storyline. Um, boring again, but I've gone for Piper Blacking Up. Ben, you've gone for my most sports entertainment match, the Battle of the Billionaires. Why, why did this uh, get your goat? Because Donald Trump is now president of <laughs> America and uh, he had far too much to do with WWE um, generally it's, yeah it's Trump um, Anton yours was from Wrestlemania 29 it was it was Alberta Del Rio and Zeb Coulter's message of hatred and anybody that's from any different country uh, being uh, seen as a second class citizen not being allowed and this Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter oh, I'm sorry Jack Swagger against Alberta Del Rio mm. sorry now considering who the president is is that ill-conceived or is that just a terrible bit of foresight? I think it's ill-conceived because of the year we were in. I mean, this isn't, you know, how have we not moved on by 29? How have we not... We hadn't moved on in 2018. And, 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 and as we said as we said at the time, the reason I think it's ill-conceived because nobody actually said it was racist. True. It was just he had his opinion and he's entitled to his opinion. And it was like, hang on a minute, why is nobody actually coming out and saying, no, what he's saying is racist? That, that, then it wouldn't have been an ill-conceived, it would have actually been quite a good storyline if they just said that one word. Carrie and Carl, if we were grading this in school, you two would be seeing me after class and there would be accusations of um, copying one another. You both went for the same one, what symbolic. You what you don't realise is Carl had his own opinions, but then Carrie's always right. So she's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we won't go for hanging of the big boss man. Um, I don't know why Carl picked this, but I was sitting there thinking there are so many ill-conceived storylines I could pick. And I just thought, which one makes me most uneasy to think about now? And it's that. And I just remember having watched it and just being really disturbed by it immediately afterwards. I thought that has made me feel physically ill. So that's why I picked that. Kind of a double header, Carl, isn't it? Because it's a way that people still get killed these days, let alone then. And this guy is actually dead. It's the fact that they know immediately the moment it happens, the entire ring goes. <laughs> and Cole immediately goes. What? <laughs> Cole is immediately. Is it symbolic? Trying to cover it up because the moment it happens, the entire everyone involved goes. That was a bad idea. Which there have been many ill-conceived storylines in WWE. I don't think there's been one where they've immediately regretted it as boss man. All right, we'll move from that category to a nicer one. Most heartwarming moment, Carl. I'm going to stay with yours. Um, it's very sweet from WrestleMania 19. Yes, it's when The Rock tells Stone Cold he loves him after. He defeats him at Rock Austin 3. I, I, I love wrestlers acknowledging their friends and they love each other. Throwing Earl Hebner out the way to do yeah, so as well. Yeah, he does it three to four times. Like, no, this is, this is, let me enjoy this one. It's, it's a great sort of two cowboys enjoying the sunset. Anton? Uh, I went with China winning the Women's Championship at 17. I thought it was a lovely moment and 
she finally got sort of a spot for being not just being sort of an enforcer or something just actually yeah you were damn good at wrestling and here you go um, Carrie, yours is along similar lines to Carl's. Yeah, so Seth uh, saying thank you so much to Roman when he was cashing in uh, his Money in the Bank briefcase. And yes, you weren't supposed to hear it, but the microphones did pick it up. And yeah, just a lovely shieldy moment. Yours is quite sweet, Ben. Yeah, it's the comeback for Bobby Heen and Amin Jean doing the gimmick Battle Royal, which was otherwise horrifically bad. Um, but they're, they're laughing the whole way through it. And there's some very sweet lines, and you know, again, it's it's people from my childhood being much older and wrinklier, and but, and now better. But but also, well, Gene's still alive. Time of recording. Yes, yes. Um, also, two of the non our favourite non wrestling performers that we've we've discovered or rediscovered in some cases over the course of this show. Definitely, I think Bobby Heenan gets better the more and more you watch him. Uh, I don't think, I don't think any of us were around the same age, apart from you, Cole, just disgustingly young. Um, I don't think any of us would have appreciated him as sort of, you know, uh, pre-teens, teenagers at all. So good on you, Bobby. I went for Daniel Bryan's return this year at 34 just because we didn't think we were going to see it. And um, it meant that, according to most doctors, his brain is not permanently damaged. And um, just him, when he came out, before he did his first yes, he just had a good long look around the arena. And oh, I'm getting a bit emotional thinking about it now. It was really nice. Um Saddest WrestleMania moment. This one's not great. Uh, Carrie, you and I sort of along the same lines. I went for Owen as the blue blazer, you said. Owen or anything with the Von Erichs. Just the two of the biggest tragedies in what is a very, very tragic industry more often than not. Yeah, I mean, as wrestling fans, we get used to the people that we watch dying ridiculously early. And I think it's just the the way in which Owen Hart was lost and the Von Erich brothers were lost as well. It's... Yeah, just really sad to, to, to just think about how their careers and lives were cut short and, yeah, seeing their WrestleMania now, thinking what might have been. Carl and Anton's very similar. Anton, you went for Susan St. James telling the world at Mania 2, as we spoke about um, the other week, that their Savage and Elizabeth's relationship wasn't right. Um, and, Carl, you went for them reuniting uh, later on in the WrestleMania series. It's, I mean, I kind of had an inkling about how this was just from what you read and stuff, but actually watching it, it was really impactful. Yeah, the re- when when they reunite at seven, after Savage basically has to retire, and the crowd is crying. And you, you will feel choked up when you're watching it. And for so long, Macho Man's meant to be some like a quasi fairy tale character. He's a king. He's a he, he's large in life, and it, that's meant to be the and they lived happily ever after. And they didn't. And how they how it ended was incredibly sad. And yeah, when I say you cry when they reunite, I'm still not sure if I'm crying because the emotion of those two reuniting or what I know happens next. Ben, you went for Andre always, even at three. Um, what about one where he was kind of moving around relatively reasonably, or is it is it just the kind of freak show element of that character which which made you sad? I feel sad watching Andre all the time because I've seen the documentary I've seen him in the late 70s and early 80s when he's not wearing a singlet and he's big and he can move and he's laughing and he just looks creaking in all of these and it's very sad to you know it's so sad that Vince McMahon cries uh, what happened to Andre um, yeah he's in he's in terrible shape um, at the start at the start of the Wrestlemania era pretty much and that match when he's with Haku and he 
can barely stand up. And then he comes out in the following WrestleMania on crutches. Yeah, it's it's sad seeing Andre. Um, that was sad and deep and um, meaningful and stuff. Best and worst ring attire is the next category. Um, <laughs> Carrie, do you want to go first? Uh, best, Rick Rude. Just Rick Rude. I love Rick Rude. With the honourable mention. Oh, honourable mention. Well, uh, Anton was, is going to flag this up as, uh, as his pick, but Charlotte Flair's peacock robe would totally wear it every day were I given the opportunity. Oh, that's uh, stunning. Imagine that as a bathrobe. Imagine like just popping to the loo in that. You just feel like a million dollars when you're doing the worst thing you can do with, from your own body. You wouldn't have a peacock feather robe to go to the bathroom in. If you had a peacock robe, why would you not wear it all the time, even around the house? Because you wouldn't want it to get wet. No, so if it was in the bathroom, it would get wet. Would you shake it out like a Oh, buddy, no. no. Peacocks do shake, they display. Yeah, that's what they do. But that that's the robe that was made out of uh, Rick's robe from his Fine. final WrestleMania as well. Yeah, so nice, nice. Um, your, your worst carry was Giant Gonzalez, who we spoke about. <laughs> uh, Anton's, yours was uh, the artist also known as Rikishi. Yeah, the Sultan at WrestleMania 13. Oh, with his chest issues. <laughs> exactly, with his stupid <laughs> shoes and the fact that he was... I mean, he was well disguised because Carl didn't re- recognise him, did he? So, Did not. I did not. <laughs> Carl, you also went for Giant Gonzalez as the worst. Best you've gone for... Matcha Man at Mania 3. This is an outfit I do own and wear. The three stars on the pant. I, I know I've, I flip-flop on Matcha Man all the time and I really struggle with him as the... Uh, performer and him as the man when do you wear it oh just, just a pair of pants oh, so of, you just wear a pair of pants wear a pair you're of, not like I, walk around in full sort of randy savage you know sort of tassels and i mean at home but like when i'm when i'm out out i'm wearing much you don't go on a date that you're hoping will end in in first time copulation wearing pants that say randy savage on them presumably no it's just three stars <laughs> <laughs> was it just a... is that the rating you hope for <laughs> I mean, three stars is not a good rating, is it? No, no, it's not. <laughs> was it just a lucky purchase that you saw a pair of pants with three stars on them, or are they actual Macho Man pants? Uh, so CM Punk once dressed up as... Yes, the Chicago... Yes. So, yeah. so I, I went off and purchased a pair. You've seen Carrie's T-shirt, by the way. I have indeed. Yeah, best in the world. Uh, ben, where you went for Warrior again at seven. Uh, the worst, Adrian Adonis. You, you weren't a fan of the uh, ironically... Monica didn't gimmick one. He's hideous, and he sums up everything about sort of late 80s fat people who were wrestlers. <laughs> so, he's a man who should not be wearing his underpants on display. Are you no. a, and, and also, an honourable mention for Jeff Jarrett. Gary, how do you spell that? <laughs> I still haven't learned, man. Uh, I'm so sorry. It's a shame. Um, I went for the best being Bobby Heenan in his attack dog suit, just because <laughs> I thought that was just such a great attention to detail. And the worst, just demolition. Just anything they've ever appeared in, just demolition. Uh, what did you call the man, Tom? Sex club gone wrong, people or something? Oh, uh, probably. That sounds like internet. <laughs> bit, bit, there's a bit more finesse to it than that. Uh, best promo is the next category. Uh, there is a lot of love here from Carrie, from Carl, and from myself, and from Anton as well. For Jake at WrestleMania Six, uh, we talked through that one extensively. Available in the archives. Go check our episode out for that if you haven't listened to it. Anton, you also liked. The Rock's presidential one at WrestleMania 14 with those homeless pieces of trash keeping off the Rock's freshly mowed grass. Even thinking about it makes me smile. <laughs> it's wonderful. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's wonderful. Nine times out of ten, he'd be a hung jury. 
Um, ben, <laughs> ben, you picked two, two. I was going to say two good ones, but that's not that's not accurate. These made me laugh more than anything else. It's it's uh, it's Warrior at six, basically talking gibberish and snarling. Kind of the entire Ultimate Warrior thing. Um, and then it's uh, it's Cena opening WrestleMania talking about his sexually transmitted disease and his leaking penis. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> no, no, one, no one mentioning Hogan? No? No Hogan? No memorable Hogan promo? Oh, well, Hogan, Donald, Trump. What, Donald Trump backstroke is... Oh, well, well, I'm surprised you didn't have your, your baby did a Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince looking into the stroller. She just took a Trump. Um, I didn't want to give Donald Trump much more airtime, but hey, that's the world we live in. Uh, best spot. Uh, lots of different interpretations of this. Ben. What did I go for? You went for the Flaming Table, Edge v Foley. Um, there's a lot of Edge stuff here, basically. Um, I, want, I wanted to put Edge as my goat. I really want Edge to be ranked way up there, but I realise it's it's a bit too short and <sighs> sweet. Um but I'm I'm very thankful that he didn't go on and he's not still wrestling anymore and he's not wrestling as a 50-year-old father of two, three, who knows. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of this match with Foley. It's brutally violent and there is an enormous spectacle of seeing Lita go into town, setting the table on fire, him spearing an ageing Foley onto that and then he shakes afterwards. I remember, Carl, you, you talked about his theatre background when we covered that in the archive. Uh, yeah, that, that's a match I can return uh, I can return to again and again, and um, I wanted to put Edge in there somewhere. Nice. Um, Anton, Carl and Carrie, you all went for Edge spearing Jeff uh, off the ladder when Jeff's dangling onto the thingy that holds the belts at TLC2. That's, a, that's a, an incredible visual. It's the special attention Edge does to pop up immediately, as if his body hasn't quite understood what's going to happen. Like, hits a spear, lands, pops up, goes... Oh no, that's ridiculous! And we fall over. Edge has maybe the best mastery of cameras at WrestleMania. Of I know if I stand this way, that will definitely be a shot for future. I went for um, the classic putting down of old Yeller. I'm sorry, I love you from HBK, um, which is nice. Could have been a contender award. I went for Mr. Perfect for reasons that I've uh, already kind of touched on. But an interesting one from you here, somebody who will hopefully still have a couple more WrestleManias in him, but you picked AJ Styles. Yeah, no matter how many he has left in him, it won't be enough. He's uh, even against Jericho, even against uh, Shane and Nakamura. You know, he's had three decent matches, but nowhere near the sort of six-star things that, that AJ Styles can do. And he's 41. He's older than me. He's older than you. He's older than everyone here. His body is going to break down soon, and it would have been nice to have seen him 10 years ago. Who would you put him in at Mania 35, Brian? CM Punk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you went there. Carrie, um, you've gone for sadness as Owen Hart. Yep. Yeah, I I know I've talked about the hearts a lot during the course of this season. And, yeah, obviously Owen does have some WrestleMania moments, but he should have had so many more. So, yeah. Carl, you went for Eddie Guerrero for for much the same reasons. WrestleMania 23 would have been Eddie Guerrero versus Shawn Michaels. Imagine that. Would have been pretty good. Ricky Steamboat, interesting selection from you, Axel. I just think he's got one good match that we talk about and that's it obviously maybe WrestleMania's come around a little bit late for him but we saw him at 
25 against Jericho and it was inc- he was incredible. He was so good he got booked for Raw the next the next night and you know, you're telling me he he was he was phenomenal. Lose the the silly sort of gimmick of the where you're actually from, and just go and be this exalted, wonderful wrestling presence that you actually were. And you know, we saw how many times did we see Tito Santana, who was kind of prototypal AJ Styles, effectively uh, in many WrestleManias. We should have seen Steamboat a hell of a lot more. Go and watch his feud with Ric Flair. It is the best one versus one wrestler series of matches. And it's only been better this year with Kenny Omega's work with Okada. In terms of a really ridiculous name, though, Ricky Steamboat is kind of up there with Brutus Beefcake. Oh, it is ridiculous. <laughs> but his real name is, of course, Dick Blood as well, which is which is which is a good wrestling name and also a good finishing maneuver. So. <laughs> uh, the next category is an interesting one, which will cause some uh, debate, I'm sure. The best match, Ben. You've um, you've comfort punk versus taker uh horrible sort of use of the recently dead paul bearer in the build-up and the end and all that but a terrific match yeah I, i'm kind of the all the shenanigans and the storyline behind it i thought intensified the feud i think as a one-on-one match this really is you know punk punk didn't do much in terms of mania and he's bitter for it um, and he's bitter about most things but this was fantastic and he was really badly injured i think going into it and certainly he he fucks up his knee or his elbow doing that table spot at the end. Um, I've also gone for so that's my that's my singles match, but I've also gone for TLC two for sort of car crash multi man match because it's it's timeless. Um, so Anton, Carl, and myself all went for Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania twenty one. Anton, you gave some deference to TLC two as well. I said um, emotionally the triple threat main event at thirty, but technically Michaels versus Angle. That is just like technically the best wrestling match I've ever seen. I went back and watched it last night, and oh, I just love it so much. It's just wonderful. It's you don't really just watch it. Like that is the game, not good in an audio format that we're in right now. But just go and watch that match. It's just superb. I think as well, um, a lot of love we should show for Kurt versus Brock as well because the circumstances going into the match and during the match, um, the Mania at WrestleMania, that documentary just showing Kurt Angle is shaking and collapses afterwards. Brock's concussed out of everything out of his mind um but they still get through a match and it's it's a it's a really it's a testament to the to the industry that's why kurt's the goat carrie you went for one that we've seen recently yes savage steamboat um just harking back to what anton was just saying about ricky steamboat i love the fact this is kind of like a, a, a little treat in the in the in the midst of a lot of mediocrity of the early wrestlemanias and it's just something that really stands out and yeah i love it Right, let's whip through a couple of categories here. Um, no need for an explanation, just tell us your answer. Worst main event, I've gone for Hogan versus King Kong Bundy at Mania 2. <laughs> uh, just looking across, everybody else has gone for the same one. <laughs> it's Sid versus Taker. Which one was that? 13? 13. Yeah, that was rubbish, wasn't it? Uh, best Mania overall... We we all went for 17, apart from the Doctor. Obviously, 17, go back and listen to our, our recap of that, but widely regarded as the as the best. Doc, you didn't want to be obvious, so you went for 30. Yeah, I, I would have said 17, but yeah, it seems like the, the, the obvious answer. But, so yeah, I went with 30 just because I like the build-up, and also I like that the 
whole event itself actually had a narrative arc that made sense from the start through to the end, which happens so rarely with WWE pay-per-views. And as for the worst, I went for four, one of those Trump Plaza with the title tournament all the way through it, Suckathon. Ben, you couldn't separate two and 11. Two, two, hmm, don't know. I'm surprised, uh, basically watching two again, I'm surprised they made it to three. (laughs) <laughs> it's that bad and 11 was the LT Taylor Bam Bam main event was yeah it? it was a poor time yeah, for wrestling yeah, yeah Carrie you went for two as well two which I quite quite like the idea of it but the execution of it was not good yeah that's the um, three different venues um Carl also went for 11, which was yeah that was the one that was riddled with all the production gaffes as well wasn't production it? gaffes uh it's it's proper. Oh my god, Hogan's gone. We've got no ideas, and it it's it's bad and boring. Unlike other bad WrestleManias, like nine, which is bad and visually interesting. Um, we all just wrote a number, except for the Axe Man, who uh, really had an axe to grind with a particular one. He wrote in the spreadsheet, "I hated WM6." <laughs> I, I really did. I mean, it's obviously the main event, Hulk and Warrior. You don't need to say any more. It's Earthquake versus Hercules. I mean, come on. And Mr. Perfect loses to Beefcake. What more do, you, what more do I need to say? Yeah, it's a bad menu. Poor Edge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Canada, uh, Canada deserved better. Yeah, that was the one in um, Skydome, wasn't it, Toronto? Best, worst heart. Again, we'll, we'll just go for a word on this. Uh, have we all done the same? Brett and Bruce? I have. Ben has. Carrie has. Anton's done Rick Rude worst Vince McMahon mid-shavers Kurt Angle oh, into the ring for his match at, at 23. Interesting. Uh, oh, Carl's gone for Owen as the best heart. Uh, why, why, why? Uh, the camera shot of him at the end of WrestleMania 10 just staring at Brit- Brett. I, I read heart as hair. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, Anton, that's adorable. Um, I like how we've all gone for Bruce, and a lot of that is sunglasses related, I think. <laughs> um, best worst McMahon. Ben, you just picked a best, and you went for Shane. Because he's still wrestling. Okay. I mean, the Saudi Arabia show recently was there, but then Shane comes out, wrestles, and then he's in Survivor Series as well, and he'll still be there. Why are you still there, though? Yeah, and I—he's not even—he's uh, registered as a performer. Yep. he's not—he's not a corporate yep. person at all. That's just—that's wrong. Um, Carrie, no such thing as a best monk man. No, they're all terrible. All terrible, bad people. Wow, um, Anton, <laughs> best Vince, worst Vince. I like that. I mean, yeah, I and mean, that's fair, isn't it? Carl, you get great lines like the Trump line we said before, yeah. and then you get his commentary. Yeah, so true. Um, Carl thought the same as me. Best Vince, I've said, like it or not, he's the reason that we're all here. Worst Linda, where personality goes to die. Um, <laughs> she's just, she's just awful. Um, this is one that I really like. This uh, category: best entrance slash entrance music. So you know, take your pick out of those two here. Rusev in a tank, you liked uh, Ben. I mean, it's Rousseau in a fucking tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's not to like? Uh, Anton's gone for Rousseau in a fucking tank as well. Um, Carrie's left this blank. I was g- trying to pick one. There were so many that I liked, and I was thinking about uh, Triple H's one where he's got his handmaidens that are Charlotte Flair and Sasha and Alexa Bliss. And I like that. And obviously, you know, Rousseau in a fucking tank. And yeah, there, is, <laughs> there are some really, really good mania entrances after kind of the first when they're riding around in golf buggies. You went for a trips once in as is your goat, Carl. Triple H in at WrestleMania 31 with the Terminator Genesis one for the sheer gleeful stupidity of it. 
it it is my oh you know wrestling's fake right I just get a photo of Triple H going oh really you mean to tell me this is fake of course it's fake it's brilliant um, I don't think anyone's going to agree with mine at all, but mine by a long way is Sasha at WrestleMania 32 um, with Snoop Dogg because I really like the song, really, really like it. I've always really liked Snoop Dogg. Um, there's the kind of family reunification thing of um, Snoop is her uncle. Yep. And uh, they, the father kind of left Sasha to it. Uh, and so there's a kind of family reunification thing there, which is quite sweet. And also because she's a massive wrestling fan and she got this great, big, elaborate entrance. And I just thought that was really cool. She's though. wearing Eddie Guerrero inspired outfit at the yeah. time as well. Yeah, um, I really like that. It's great. Best worst live musical performance. I just said that there isn't a best one. That there, there are a couple that aren't as bad as the rest of them. And the worst, obviously, Ice-T, as we've spoken about. Um, <laughs> ben... <laughs> uh, yeah, I put Lemmy twice. <laughs> I mean, if you write a song, that should help you remember the words to it. I think I think Triple H <laughs> tries really hard to rescue it by giving him the the big point and and a bit of headbanging. But yeah, poor old Lemmy, he died. Carrie Rockin' Robin, I can't remember this. It's, she 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 was she was the women's champion and she sang the oh uh, god yeah <laughs> have you booked it out <laughs> Yo, this no. is the worst performance I have seen in the history of music <laughs> and yeah it was terrible uh, Anton Brodus Clay and the Bridge Club Ooh. oh was that with all these fat mummers dancing yeah. around <laughs> yeah. that was bad wasn't it <laughs> but you like Run DMC's WrestleMania well, it was, it, I didn't say it. likes a strong word <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carl uh, quite rightly has brought our attention again to Honka 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 Burning Love as the worst but the best you like Living Colour uh, playing Punk to the Ring yes at Wrestlemania 29 Wrestlemania 29 the true main event is CM Punk versus The Undertaker uh, and I know Punk says he didn't main event that was his main event and he got he got the entrance he gets the amazing musical rendition he comes back in and Triple H gone went that should have been the main event and apparently Punk went yeah I know he said you better make sure that my paycheck reflects that they're a bit out of time he really screws up the intro to the music there a little bit I also just enjoyed all of wrestling Twitter realising Living Colour are black <laughs> just going what like, yeah black people can play guitar too hands up that was me the Starfucker Award for most peculiar celeb involvement uh, it's a full house here Morton Downey Jr. If you'd never heard of him before, uh, you wish you never had have Carrie. he just smoked a load of fags and annoyed Roddy Piper for a while for a very long while, <laughs> for approximately half of that WrestleMania, that was terrible and inexplicable. Yeah, uh, we we haven't all gone for the smoking man, aka Morton Downey Jr. Uh, ben, you went for Liberace. I went for Liberace because, as we all know, there is nothing gay about wrestling, and there's nothing gay about Liberace. The next category: most roided physique. Um, yeah, I'm just going to read these through. We don't need to talk about it. I went Rick Martel at Mania 4. Ben went Warlord v Bulldog. Carrie went Always Warrior. Anton said Warrior whenever you like. And Carl said Eddie Guerrero at Mania 20. The next category is the Hulk Hogan Award for doing the favours. Um, ben, you've gone for Vince. Vince always loses at WrestleMania. And he generally bleeds as well. So uh, he's he's fairly generous at putting over talent. Bloody hell. Anton, 
I can't believe how obsessed you are with Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> just, you, you just felt you had to put that in just so we could talk about it again. Why, why do they bother giving him a gimmick? Like just He's awful, and then all of a sudden, because he's mates with Hulk, he gets a new gimmick and gets a spot during else, someone, after someone else's match. Big match at WrestleMania 3 as well, so I'm still angry about it. In protest at this, on the spreadsheet, which um, Carl did the donkey work for, but Ben was the brains behind, uh, Carrie and Carl have left it blank. Triple H has the record for the most losses at WrestleMania, followed by Shawn Michaels. And that's all I will say about that. Carrie, just didn't fancy answering it. Yeah, I was, again, I was probably thinking too much about it, who would deserve it. And then I got confused and distracted by Anton talking about Brutus Beefcake again. (laughs) (laughs) So I left it blank. All right, I've gone for Shawn, Ben, you alluded to this earlier, at 14, um, doing the J-O-B with a broken back. Uh, Next... Biggest botch. <laughs> now then, I mean, we could have done a spin-off show just on this, quite frankly. Ben, um, you picked a, an absolute doozy. Yeah, Papa Shango missing his cue in the worst main event, <laughs> the worst botch. Ultimate Warrior coming back and people not thinking it's the Ultimate Warrior because he stopped taking drugs and he's got grey hair. <laughs> yeah, poor old Papa Shango, and he's still in the Hall of Fame, but not as Papa Shango. Carrie, um, I, I wanted to um, wait until you were taking a sip of that drink just so you could comedy splat it all over the desk, but this equipment's very expensive. The existence of Matt Stryker. <laughs> oh, I needed to get him in somewhere. God, he's pointless. <laughs> Carl, what's Fear Fear, which is what you've written in capitals? That's Justice. WrestleMania <laughs> 11. You're Matt Stryker. Just talking, just trying to cut a promo, forgetting his lines, just going, Fear! Fear! <laughs> Sid Justice is, his entire existence is a botch. Um, and Tom? That's Lesnar almost killing himself in 19. That's, that is, you know, that shooting star press gone wrong is. The Could have been life changing. Stuff and nightmares. Taz says he breaks kayfabe on comms and went, How is Lesnar not dead right now? Yeah. Uh, I went for Hogan's blundered promo at 30 when he thought he was in the Silverdome instead of the Superdome and Austin and Rock just tore him to shreds because um, I don't really like Terry and that was funny. The next category is what we've learned about ourselves and each other. Ben, do you want to read yours out? Have you got the spreadsheet to Yes, I do. I've written, Matt, there is such a thing as too much wrestling. Um, I've gone on to say... This is what I've learned about you guys, the parts unknown universe, uh, or the parts unknown participants, I should say. Um, that Carl Anker doesn't know what a, a pun is, particularly when it comes to Paul Bearer and death. That was hilarious. Also, <laughs> Anton has a far filthier mind than is safe for a broadcaster on Sky Sports News. <laughs> and that Carrie sort of lived out my dream by continuing um, to actually do academic studies into ridiculousness like wrestling and 80s action movies. And Matt, you took far too long to, to decide what Twitter handle you go for. It wasn't that difficult in the end, <laughs> seeing what you came up with. Yeah, but I mean, midway through the run, I changed my name, so I'd argue that that's possibly some justification for that. Um, Carrie, would you like to read yours from the spreadsheet? Yes. Uh, Carl knows a ridiculous amount of stuff about wrestling before he was born. Yes. Even if he doesn't understand puns. I think we've all gone along the teasing <laughs> Carl about not understanding puns here. Anton uses similes that would occur to literally nobody else on the planet. Yeah. John Ashdown is relaxed and calm. Mm-hmm. And I swear too much. Fuck yeah. Um, Anton, what did you put? Carrie is always right. Carl is the most eloquent man I know. Ben's sardonic interlude to make the podcast better. And Matt has similar opinions to me, but his mind doesn't go to places that mine does. Actually 
no one in this room goes to places my mind does, which both elates and concerns me. So perhaps I'll never be as calm and relaxed as the ash cloud. (laughs) (laughs) Carl, what did you write? Uh, John Cena really does suck. Thank you all for teaching me that. Uh, WrestleMania itself is is largely an invention based upon a myth. Um, Bret Hart truly is one of the greatest of all time. Uh, apparently, I want to really want to fight my brother. <laughs> yeah, we've all learned that, haven't we? Um, Carrie is always right. And uh, did you know Paul Bear is a pun? <laughs> <laughs> I went for in wrestling as in life. There's a lot of shit you have to deal with that you'd rather not. But when some brightness shines through the fog of crap, it's beautiful. Anton has a filthy mind. Carrie knows the score on pretty much everything. And Carl is as green as he is grizzled. Preconceptions that were proved right or wrong. I said Roddy Piper was a decent guy was mine. Um, ben, you went for kind of something similar in terms of disappointment yeah hulk hogan not being the selfless all-american hero of our childhoods which i think we all knew but it it's really clear it's really clear when you watch him now and hulk hogan what was in in those vitamins hulk what was in them (laughs) anton were you there you were um piper as well weren't you yeah i thought piper should be an all-time great going into this and then obviously that's just that shattered uh and right Shawn michaels really is one of the greatest of all time uh, Carrie, also Piper-related. Yeah, uh, going backwards ruined Piper for me in similar similar fashion for Anton. Um, I always thought Hogan was shite, so I was glad to have that proved. Uh, Carl, you say about the Undertaker streak, we mentioned that, but also some words on Shawn Michaels and Papa Paul. Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania. He does have that great body of work. I, I owe you all an apology. I said WrestleMania 10 wasn't one of the best WrestleManias of all time. Yeah, it is. It is a top five. Sorry. I don't know what I was thinking there. And Triple H, he is my, you know, my sneaky goat. He makes the things you care about matter, if only because he hogged the limelight for so long that just someone else nudging in the corner. I love the idea of Carl's kid's book, The Sneaky Goat. little picture of Triple H. (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple of categories which didn't quite make the final cut, but I wanted to give a mention to. Um, Best hype vid... Um, I went for the Daniel Bryan monster one at WrestleMania 30. Um, Imagine Dragons, the, the track, really like that. Um, Anton, you went for the Miz WrestleMania 27 one, which was great, where they did all that real-world footage and, and bled it in. Um, I think we kind of all learned from, from like the first five WrestleManias to we kind of take it for granted for the last ten how good they are at doing this kind of stuff nowadays. Fantastic. Also, special mention to WrestleMania 17, Rock versus Austin, that with Limbiscuit. Uh, Who'd have thought Limp Biscuit created a great moment in media? The old, uh, the old soggy wafer. Um, <laughs> moment you 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 love, but you shouldn't. Only me and Anton filled this in. You went for the Mickey James lick cut from the network at WrestleMania 22, but you're a big fan of that. It was the right time in my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I went for one that we touched on earlier when Raven got legit run over by the golf cart at <laughs> Mania 17. Um, like, oh, they're supposed to be pretending to fight. Don't run him over. Uh, okay, we've only got two more to go here, and I really like this category. Did you come up with this one as well, Ben? Well, kudos. Um, you can go first then. Main event for WrestleMania 36 and WrestleMania 40. Yes, yeah, so to be clear at the time of recording. Uh, or if you're listening in the future. 2020. Yeah, 2020. Uh, So I've gone for that one, Ronda and The Rock versus Becky and Conor McGregor. And then for WrestleMania 40, I mean, it's got to be Undertaker versus Vince McMahon. (laughs) Uh, Carrie? Uh, For 36, uh, I went for Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey versus Oscar in a triple threat. 
because I think that will give Oscar time to actually get back to main event level. So you think that's going to take till 2020? Yes, because I think we're going to be caught up with this whole Becky broken face Nia Jax thing for far too long uh, before 35. And for 40, uh, oh, this is not serious, obviously, but um, (laughs) the Hogan's. Uh, Hulk and Brooke against the Flares, Charlotte and Rick. <laughs> um, Carl, I, I know it, I would, lo- I'd love to 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 put a women's wrestling match on, but I now I've seen every single WrestleMania and I've stared into the abyss that is Vince McMahon's broken mind. It's probably going to be Batista versus Brock Lesnar, two massive guys with crossover appeal, welling at each other for fifteen minutes <laughs> at thirty six, and at forty, I think it's going to be Champa Gargano five or six because that you know by that time that will be one of the longest running most heated feuds in WWE history no chance um <laughs> and tom what did you go for i went a similar route actually to ben for 36 so i went becky lynch and conor mcgregor versus john cena and ronda rousey because i expect rock to be busy in hollywood and cena not to be uh wrestlemania 40 <laughs> uh, i've gone uh, the rock versus roman reigns Wow! Nice. Well, let's, hope, let's hope so. Yeah, Big emotional so. comeback, family, family on family. I think I, I genuinely think that would be really special. Mm, it would. Um, I went WrestleMania forty. I went. I went down the same route of uh, wishful thinking that Carl did, saying Pete Dunby, Alistair Black. Um, obviously not going to happen. And um, at 36, given that Vince believes that time heals all wounds, it will be the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia versus Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, the final category, the granddaddy of them all, the most WrestleMania moment. Um, interest in yours, Ben, because I think, it, I don't know if it's WrestleMania to me or just your favourite moment at WrestleMania, which I rather suspect this is. This was a big moment. It's a great match. It's at WrestleMania and an otherwise stinker of a WrestleMania, but it signifies so much more that's to come. And, you know, we'll, we'll set up future manias, future characters. Um, it's the double turn at 13, Brett and Stone Cold. It's just, it's just perfection. Carrie? Um, I went for Hogan and Andre. And again, I thought too much about this category. And I am not a Hogan fan, as we have established. But when I think of WrestleMania... I have an image of Hogan Andre. So I went with that. Anton, you went for the same match, but not the actual match. And I went for the stare down. Because it didn't it was before you saw two limited men. So it wasn't before you saw the sadness of Andre, before you saw the the limited ability of Hulk. So you just saw and the crowd were really hyped for what they were the anticipation behind the huge main event, behind the biggest show that there had been at that time. So I for me it's the stare down before the match. Um I think it's interesting about Ben's point, watching a WWE countdown and their top thirty WrestleMania moments and Andre Hogan was two. Ben's was one. Wow. Well, I went for the same as you guys. Hogan slamming Andre is the actual moment. Um, Carl, you went along a different line, but involving Stone Cold again. It's the Stone Cold turn to shake hands with Vince McMahon at uh, WrestleMania 15 in Texas. So the the simple idea of you have your hottest star, Hulk Hogan, uh, your biggest star, Stone Cold Steve Austin, in his hometown, and you've got, you've done it. You've created one of the biggest storylines, and you've delivered. And Vince McMahon walks along and goes... I'm more important. Shake my hand. <laughs> Confusing the crowd. WrestleMania 
having watched all these WrestleManias, I now understand the story of WrestleMania is snatching defeat and disappointment from the jewels of victory. <laughs> right, well, that takes us nicely on to, um, to the, the final summing up then. It's kind of hard to do now, Carrie, because it's all a bit of a blur, isn't it, having watched 34 of these shows, which is um, an awful lot. But what, what's, your, what's your takeaway? Are they, are they what you remembered? Is the event as, as a whole what you expected? Is it, is it as important as the company would have you believe? No, I think WrestleMania has become not so much an event as um as a myth, as a load of hype. I think because it's got bigger and the scale has got bigger and it's always been so dependent on mainstream celebrities. Well, that's obviously how it was created. And kind of going back to the, the start of that, the roots of that was really interesting, I think. where We see how Vince's mind works, his obsession with mainstream sport obsession with getting random people from adverts and tv and just to get some of that mainstream rub i guess and trying to get his funny little fake fighting a a, a bigger audience the twisted mind of vince mcmahon is what wrestlemania is and as an event yeah it hasn't always been that fantastic he's a complex character is vince carl but this is um a massive part if not the biggest part of his legacy you know the fact that he gambled the farm on this event and it's paid off 34 years later it's still i still get excited on the morning of wrestlemania it gets bigger and bigger it's a massive part of every wrestling fan's life really yeah this is disneyland this i i booked the day weekend off work so i can I watch wrestlemania wrestlemania every now and again falls upon my birthday so wrestlemania 2 was april 7th my birthday hello um <laughs> uh, right Oh, you were actually born on that no, day? No, I was born. I was born ninety one. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was fuck off. Hear that. What what I will say, and I, I tweeted this when I finished when I finished watching WrestleMania one, is it is astonishing to me how the most influential person in the history of wrestling is someone that does not particularly care about wrestling. It is astonishing to me how consistent Vince McMahon has been in since 1985 of titles don't matter in-ring prowess doesn't matter your ability to cut a promo doesn't matter can you get the soccer mom or the person who likes NFL football who doesn't have NFL football to switch over and change channel and watch wrestling for a bit and how it worked how this man got to the top of the mountain by not particularly caring for any of wrestling's traditions or hierarchies and just being obsessed with eyeballs and i am shocked a bit saddened and a bit impressed by the madness that is vince mcmahon anton what do you see as the future for wrestlemania is it something that, that goes on ad nauseum does it does it outlive the mcmahon's is it like the super bowl or what have you it's here to stay it's making money it's making money for cities that host it weirdly the the budget cuts you've seen sort of affect the weekly product now make WrestleMania feel even bigger. So the pyro and the outdoor events and all that kind of thing. Things we used to see every so often at a SummerSlam or used to pyro on weekly television. It's, it all just makes WrestleMania seem bigger and this huge event. And the, ne- the fact the next one's in New York is fascinating because that's where the US sort of East Coast media market is. So even though we just get bombarded, certainly the States gets bombarded during WrestleMania, if that is going to be just amplified even more for 35. It's, it's here to stay and... Yeah, it's, it's look. It's not always great, but it's always a spectacle, and I will 
always enjoy watching it, even if I feel dirty afterwards. Ben, you 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 don't watch the current product particularly, although you do keep up with it via the many podcasts that there are and read read the news and what have you. We always make time to watch WrestleMania. Do you think, and is it something that you're keen? to get your kids who are what, well, just, both just under 10 to, to clarify on that I, I watch the pay-per-views I don't watch uh, week to week I'll always get excited about Wrestlemania and always be largely disappointed by it um, afterwards but I think what will be fascinating will be the first post Vince Wrestlemania you, I love I love the behind the scenes docs that, that uh, WWE do there's a good one at the moment with uh, I think it's the Dean no it's the AJ Styles one the AJ Styles 365 um, where he goes to see Vince on WrestleMania day and Vince is walking around in his suit with his headset. It's a good day. It's WrestleMania day. And, you know, it means a lot to him. And he's there on the headset during the whole thing and everyone come, comes back and shakes his hand and everyone's very thankful for Vince because this is his baby. So it'll outlive him. It'll be interesting to see what it's like once uh, once Vince is no longer involved. And your kids are kind of just sort of getting into it. It's not just a kind of old duffers like us who are going to be looking back on it. It will continue as a as a form of entertainment involving sports. Sports entertainment, baby. <laughs> yes, it's not wrestling. It's the entertainment business. Okay, well, we're off for a bit now. Will we return? That depends on the bookers at Muddy Knees Media. We've got some ideas for what we can do next, but first, we need to make sure those brass rings offered by the shady power brokers in this territory are not imaginary. Until then, Carrie, where can people keep up with you on Twitter? At Carrie Sparkle. And Carl? And Command 616. And Anton? At Sky Anton. We are at the PU Podcast. I am at Matt Davis Adams. He is at Green Ben Green. Uh, keep an eye on our social channels for word on what comes next. Also, gorge yourself silly on our back catalogues. The episode's pretty much timeless, so if you missed any or you know someone who might enjoy them, let them know. Until next time, thanks for your support and your ears. I've been Matt Davis. I'm sorry. I love you. The Parts Unknown Wrestling Podcast is a Muddy Knees Media production. For sales and advertising, please email sales at muddyneesmedia.com. <laughs>